though, it's the Rich Keith Show. Here we go, you're now rocking with the Rich Keith Show on your radio. You got to the chronicles from a topical, comical, and knowledgeable. Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports. And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad for you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show So here's your guy Finally, the return of KJ and Don Darrow in for the Rich Keep Show. Happy holidays to you. I really, I think te- technically it's really one holiday left in this whole screen scheme of things. My man, Mark, how are you? How was your Christmas? KJ, Merry Christmas. Good to be back with you. Been a long time. Did you produce that open for Rich? Do I plead the fifth or the tenth? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I didn't know. I wasn't sure. <laughs> Bro, you don't step. Uh, this is what I. You don't step on the product before you put it out on the streets, right? That's a little why you're talking. You just stepped on the product, man. Okay. I did not. I have nothing to do with the show okay. intro. I'm just asking. No, it's but good to be back with you. How are you, man? I'm doing wonderful. I will tell you how I blew the bunny for my Christmas present. Some here later this hour. Oh no! But talking about blowing the bunny is what is going on with the fan base. It, this is it, this is something weird people's heads that are happening after a win in Denver. Okay, first you hear people saying, "Oh my God, what are what are you doing?" Hello, you found out that tanking is not a real thing, and players want to win despite what the situation looks like. That's number one. Two, uh, Nico, can you play the cut from the Greg Hill show this morning regarding whether uh, Belichick needs an endorsement? Again, I saw uh, the. Owner of the Jets publicly state that Robert Sala and his general manager will be returning in their positions next season. The silence remains deafening from your boss. <laughs> Did you? Is that something that you would covet? And have you felt any support privately that maybe we haven't seen publicly regarding your job and future as the uh, head coach of the New England Patriots? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know anything about the Jets situation. Um, you know, that's. That's about that. So, um, yeah, try to get ready for Buffalo here. Um, go back over the Denver game. You know, make some corrections on that, and you know, talk about things we could have done better, things we need to build on, and then move on to Buffalo. That's what I'm doing. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that Bill Belichick, who when he took the job with the New England Patriots, Robert Sala was 21 years old, needs the same approval as now 44-year-old Robert Salah with a team that's just absolutely really worse than what you're seeing from the Patriots. Does it make sense, Mark? Well, let me just say this, if I could just start with this. We haven't been on in a long time, and it it definitely hasn't been a KJ and Dondero show since the football season started. I don't know anybody, KJ, that tabbed the Patriots to be as bad as they are this year more accurately than you did. I got to give you you credit. (laughs) I was saying there's no way they could get to these levels of bad and you said, au contraire, I think it's going to be ugly. You talked about it. You mentioned four or five wins. Yes. I dismissed it. I owe you that. So good on you. You saw it coming. I didn't. I never thought they'd be this disgusting. Um, 
as for whatever you're talking about and the Robert Sala thing, look, you know, I don't even know where to – that was a fair question by Chris. I just – he, you know, it's over. For me, it's – I don't know why we'd even think to expect something like that. Um, and I'm glad, frankly, KJ, that he hasn't gotten that approval or that um, whatever you want to call it. Uh, endorsement because it it should be coming to a close. So you you think you think Belichick should be done after this year? A hundred and ten percent. No, a hundred percent. You think they need to bring him back? You, the business of football says you bring him back. No. Okay, so so here's the it's other thing. Over, man. It is over. Look, I'm not saying that the story isn't over. This is just the second to last chapter. Look, if I think there's one thing that's agreed agreed upon. He's not going to stay to get Shula's record, and I don't know if that's necessarily on Bill's mantelpiece anymore. Like that, You're just not going to obtain that, and you're not going to stay around here to do it. I think Belichick would be okay with that. But I think at the same time, it's like in companies, right? Like Bob has been a great employee for 24 years. Unless Bob has been stealing, pillaging in the office, doing things on the copy machine, you let Bob have a 25th year. You see what I'm saying? And then you move forward. So that way you can show, hey, pretty much from when I bought this place to making it a $7 billion investment to, to, to a $7 billion property, this is the guy over here who, who's been a great and faithful servant, who's given me six titles, who found the quarterback of, of, of generations late in the sixth round. This guy deserves to get to that 25th year. I'm not saying Belichick needs... To stay as long as you know the, the Shula record falls, stay here. You get a favorable schedule next year. You get kind of like the you play the best of Bill Belichick tapes. Somebody discovers some stuff when he was in Detroit as an assistant with an afro or something. You play all that stuff. You have a whole year of it. You have all the old players come, give vignettes and stuff like that. On your way, maybe you finish ten and seven last next year. What? You're yes. going to bring him back just to have a little retirement tour, a goodbye tour? You can't. You, this is the time to make the change, KJ. You've got a top three, five pick, maybe a top three pick if they lose some of these games down the stretch. You have to make the change now. The The position, the available job opening is never going to be as enticing as it will be this year with a top three pick potentially. It's been five years since Tom Brady. This is getting worse and worse and worse. He's had a lot of games without Tom Brady. We know what coach he is without Tom Brady. That's not taking anything away from what he accomplished with Tom Brady. And it's been 23 years. He's 70-plus years old. It is time to move on, and you've got to do it now because you have that top pick. Everything says do it now. It is over. And I have the utmost respect for that man, that coach, his resume, everything he's accomplished. It is over. Figure it out. I don't care. They won this game. He's happy. He's hugging Bailey Zappi in the locker room. Fine. They found a good, you know, they had a good game. They've had a couple decent games. It is over for this coach with the most respect I could offer him. It is over. Now is the time. You move on. KJ and Don Darrow in for the Reach Chief Show, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937, talking Patriots. Here's the thing, Mark. They always say, better to dance with the devil you know than the one you don't. So, look, we've gone through three years of quarterback abyss. What if it becomes another three years of head coaching abyss? Like, this is this is why I say you have to go out in a structural way where it's not like, because even when Tommy Curran said, you know, look, according to so-and-so, it's been over since Germany. 
I've called that an 80-foot. Okay, let's just call it what it is. It's a it's an air ball that's disguised as a floater. Because you look, he could be gone. Bill could be gone at the end of 2024 when next season is over, and that's fine. But who do you get to walk in the door? And the first thing, because the same thing, you remember when I said, hey, look, I understood why you get Cam Newton. Right after Tom Brady, you don't have another legend replace another legend. It's going to be a little bit of a headache, but the Patriots got about a window of about five years to get it right. Mac Jones didn't get it right. How long do you think you want to start seeing a coaching carousel in New England after Belichick leaves if you don't have this done properly on the way out? No, we want to be but come 2030. There'll be four different guys who've been here since Belichick left. That's how you end up with a franchise that not only nobody wants to play for, but nobody wants to coach for. And now ownership has to think about, like, do we even want to be in this business of football? That would be the time to sell. This is why I say for stability reasons, for the franchise moving forward, Belichick gets another year. Like, I mean, come on, how many guys, how many guys, look look at all the years Marvin Lewis got to blow it up and stink it up in Cincinnati and kept his job. You don't think Belichick is deserving? He's had deserving, he's been deserving, and he's taken advantage of the time they've given him. It's only been two and a half years since it's been bad. But he had Brady, I mean, he's had this chance since Brady left which is 2020, 2021, 2022, 2020. This is his fourth year, and it's going in the wrong direction. I and said it's getting worse five. and worse. No, it's over. He's had 24 years. They have been the Patriots, the picture of stability. They've, been, they've proven they, they can be They weren't always that, Mark. Mark, they weren't always no, that. No, but we're talking 30 years ago. They, they, can, they can get back to that. They've, people will always view the Kraft ownership group as stability. They'll, they'll, that they have uh, an appreciation for stability, and if they don't have to fire a coach, they they won't. But this is a situation where you're going to have a top three pick. Now is the time, and it's it's in large part because of that um, that I'm even more explosive in terms of my desire to see a change. If I'm going to get a new coach in here, I want him to be able to bring in the new quarterback. Bill, he's over. Like they did in Arizona. He's over. <laughs> Look. It's going to get worse when Bill Belichick leaves, okay? Accept it. It's going to get worse. But I believe it is never, ever going to get close to what it was with Bill Belichick still here. It is over. The ship has sailed. Move on. Get the process without Belichick started. It's going to be worse. It's going to be ugly. But you've got to get that process started so you can get back on the track to getting a real head coach and a real football team out there that maybe one day could go back to the playoffs and have a chance of winning a game. David in the car. Thanks for calling KJ and Don Darrell here on the Rich Keefe Show. Good evening to you and happy holidays, my man. Hey, good evening. Happy holidays, guys. So my thing is this. You know, we're all saying with Patriots losing this and this and that. But at the end of the day, we got to ask ourselves one question. Who the heck are we going to get in here to do? We all know it's more Brady than anything else, okay? But at the same time, it was also Belichick. And who are we going to get in here to replace Belichick? I mean, all these people, radio hosts, fans, everybody in New England, okay? Oh, get rid of Belichick. It's time. Who are you going to bring in? Who? Who is out there that you can feel confident that within three years you're in the playoffs making noise? There's nobody. It's David, not going to happen. David, I mean, thanks I, for the call. Yeah, so, Mark, it, I, I'm totally with David. Yeah, you can scream all you want. You want him gone, but who comes in the door? You find a new guy. You find, find the next Mike McDaniel. You, you find the, night, the next Mike McDaniel before you even know 
if there's even another one out there. <laughs> I mean, you got at some point you're going to have to find a new head coach. Why is that not next year? Why cannot why that why cannot that be a year long search next year when you know that Bill is out of there that people can confidently know when they interview for the job that they won't be under Belichick's thumb, that he won't be the next GM, like that he's not moving upstairs, that he's completely moving out, that his personnel may not be staying around, right? Like the Gerard Mayo deal may not necessarily have to be honored the way that we thought it was drawn up. So, because I'm thinking, like, once you make that split, you've got a split from everybody. You can't say, okay, here's the new head coach, but, you know, Bill's son is still on the defensive staff. No, it's going to have to be a complete clean-out, and you just don't do that just at the drop of a hat. There's a process that you have to do, and I think next year is that process. While you're waving hands and kissing babies and reliving all the glory days and everything, someone's on the phone with who's going to be the next personnel. Okay, but if you don't, I'm just saying you're going to have a top pick this year, and that is going to be a lot more enticing for somebody to look at and say, you know, I'd, I'd want to be in New England and take advantage of that and really start my program with a top pick, with a top quarterback, one of the top prospects that I have access to. Like if, the Kyler Murray situation? I'm just saying, <laughs> well, I mean, he you you don't regret making that pick at that time. He was but one you, of the top. But you regret getting Cliff Kingsbury in there, do you not? Sure. But I, you want that here in New England? It's not working, KJ. It's over. And it's been getting worse and worse and worse. He's in, in his seventies. It's wait, over. Wait, 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 wait. But none of the blame is on the quarterback that went in the first round. That people said that's the guy you need to go get, and Bill went and go got, got him. Because that's the other thing. You're like, I, I know people worry. Like, oh God, Bill might mess this pick up next year if he sticks around. Well, guess what? He got the quarterback that fans were salivating for, and we haven't even. How many people have said Mac Jones's name in the last week on this station? Almost nobody. Uh-huh. And yet he is the centrifuge of why we're having the conversation of why everything's so damn bad. This starts with Bill Belichick. Everything starts with him. And since Tom Brady left, which was now four years ago, four seasons without him, we've seen it get worse and worse. Okay? And now he's older. Or three seasons with Mac Jones. Now, the now the they're in a position to start anew. And this is the perfect time to make that change. I have no idea what you're talking about next year. Having a, 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 a farewell tour makes no sense as a reason to bring a guy back. You think he'd sign up for but a farewell tour? Do you have the answer? I mean, Bill. at some point it's going to be Bill's last year. I just don't think it's abruptly like this. Look, we're up against a break. 617-779. Yeah, because of what, two, three games left and then suddenly he's done? No. There's another season still. We'll continue the conversation here on WEEI. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ and Dondero in for the Rich Keefe Show. Time to trend with Mark. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. What was the mood of the team like this week? I mean, it's Christmas week. You know, playoffs aren't in reach anymore. You guys have every, you know, a lot of injuries now. Every reason to kind of pack it in. What, what was the mood of the team like this week? Yeah, I mean, we're, we preach you know, every day that we're playing for each other. Um, like you said, we all know that, you know, playoffs aren't, you know, in the future. Or, you know, right now we're playing for one another. And, you know, going into this week, we understood that, hey, we have Christmas coming around. It wouldn't be nice to enjoy Christmas with a win. 
Um, so that was kind of our motivation, and to be able to do, go out there and execute it was, you know, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Bailey Zabby with smiles and a win. It's KJ and Dondero in for the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Let's go to Josh on the Cape about the potential coaching restructuring idea he has. Josh, go ahead. How you doing, guys? Up, so uh, just bear, bear with me for a moment. I haven't really heard anybody, uh, you know, put this out there, but if Bill was to either uh, step down or step out, uh, I think if for the head coaching position, I think we need to go more offense-centric. You know, yep. what if we put Billy O to the head coaching position, we find a new GM that's a little more offense-centric to kind of leverage some things and get some offense offensive weapons because I think that's the way we need to start shifting going forward if we do move away from Bill. But as far as the defensive side of the ball, why not keep uh, Gerard Mayo as D.C., uh, uh, Steve Belichick as, you know, support in that area? And if what would be so bad about shifting Bill upstairs to sort of a uh, uh, either – um, what's the guy's Ernie Adams type role slash Dante Sarnecchia, you know, capability and have the absolute most rounded ball club that you could think of. All right. Thanks I'm for the call. Up thanks. If they move on from Bill Belichick, you clean house, you get rid of everybody associated with him. It's just time. You have to get new voices in there. Yeah. The only one that I would entertain if you wanted to talk to me, is if they if they brought in depending on who the next coach is, if they, I, I could see a path to keeping Bill O'Brien around. Bill really? Belichick is not going to be. I could see a path to doing that. I, I don't, don't know if I the crafts are factual. I, I don't think he would. You're stay. probably right. He probably wouldn't, and that'd be fine with me. Look, you got, if you're going to move on from Bill Belichick, everybody has to be. Everybody has to be let go. Everybody <laughs> has to be dismissed because it's just the way it needs to be. This next head coach has to have all the autonomy to get whoever he wants in and to build his own program. He doesn't want to come in and work under most of Belichick's people and then have Belichick up in the front office looking <laughs> down on him. I mean, right. I, if you the best I could give you is, hey, Bill, thanks for everything. Obviously, this is only the case if he, if he doesn't go to another team. If, if Robert Kraft wanted to say, hey, Bill, we appreciate everything you've done. We're going to keep you on the payroll just, you know, be available to answer a phone call every now and then. If you wanted to be some sort of distant consultant with the Patriots, keep him on the payroll as a thank you. Get him paid a little bit. Keep him, you know, keep the checks going. <laughs> and then you you make him, you know, he can chime in every now and then on football matters. And he can be very, very in the distant, you know, as a consultant. But Look, so you want to give him a check, but you don't want him to work for the check. You want him to just, like, just stay right. Now, look, I totally agree. Not my money. And this is why I say you take all of next year, you still let Belichick be the head coach, and you spend the entire season, really as the Kraft family, regaining control of your franchise. Think about it. This is kind of a shared experience, that's something that you haven't seen or will you see moving forward, where a head coach has that much power. I do not want to see Belichick move upstairs into the decision-making only role for personnel, because that's where I would say he's got to go, right? Like Because of those decisions. That's why I'm not so concerned. Well, the caller about, like, said the Ernie Adams role. Yeah, but Which I don't even. He's not going to do that. No, I think you're right. I don't think he's going to do that one. And I think this is where the Crafts will be able to get back control, where they don't have to. Because think about it, the Crafts have had two kings in their castle. 
Belichick and Brady. Remember, it came to a head with the whole, you know, possibly Bill wanting to go to Garoppolo and come off of Brady, and Brady goes to, like, I don't think they want to ever have that again. As much success they had with that and that crew, I don't think they want to ever go through a situation where suddenly players and coaches and, and all these different, these people have power. You want to get back to having power and control over the situation, and I totally agree. You can't have remnants of the old of the old, you know, administration still hanging around, and then you start worrying about leaks and and and, and second guessing and all these different things. So, yeah, I'm with you. You got a completely clean slate. Let's Wait, go to Nate. Hold on, right before Nate, real quick. Just if you're going to do that, I'm okay with if you bring in a new head coach and then give him all the autonomy. And maybe he likes one of the guys on Belichick's staff. He's known him. He likes him, and he says, "Hey, what, can we work? You know, maybe you could stick around, but give him that option." You can't tell him who to keep and who to who to dismiss. Well, it's he may his... want to, but he may want to have the option to bring in his people that's that right. he wants to bring in. And he I think ownership, and I think that's why ownership probably needs to take a whole season to find out who that person may potentially be before they pull that plug, because so many people will be involved. Let's go to Nate in the truck. Nate, thanks for calling KJ and Dondero. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey KJ, do do me a favor, bud. That, that's that's absolutely nuts trying to keep Bill around. That's like wanting to have him a farewell tour, and this is like the NBA. Okay, so, okay, so if I things mean, are going so, wrong between we and you and your woman, you've been together for 24 years, you don't go to counseling for a year before you get the divorce, or you just say it's over? Why are you making a reference with... Wait when, a when minute, I asked personal, you a question, personal, that because this is a personal decision. They pay him money, they're his employer. There right, is a so personal relationship. If I had a child... With with uh, the mother of my child, yeah, I'll keep her around. But we didn't. You doesn't. We don't have kids together. Uh, Bill doesn't have kids with. He listen. He since Brady's been gone. Now, this isn't out, Bill's please. baby. Okay. Well, listen, Bill. I mean, you uh, said I was uh, nuts. I'm just trying to check to see if there's hair since, on him. Okay. Since Bill's been since since Brady's been gone, he has done nothing. Okay. Look at everything. Did he have a, a secession plan when Brady left? No, he brought in Cam Newton off the off the off the um off the waiver wire there. And then would they have Enkil Harry? Yeah, he was a bust. Duke Dawson, Cole Strange, all these decision makers. You know what Bill's best at? I'm going to tell you honestly, as a defensive coordinator, okay? Like you said, like uh, what's his name said, that you need to blow this up, okay, and start all over again. If you keep any of this lingering stench around, okay, it's never going to smell pretty again, okay? Because there's, there's no, hey, let's keep them around, and we're going to go ahead, and it's going to be all fine and dandy again. They made the playoffs once, and they got smoked. They couldn't even uh, get the Buffalo Bills to punt once. Okay, so he's got to go. And if you leave this decision-making to him with this draft, okay, what do you think he's going to do now with the fifth overall pick or the sixth overall Replace pick? Replace the quarterback. They're going to keep trading back and trading back and trading back and trade back because he's all about value. He doesn't go for the, for the guy that actually has athleticism, he actually has the mojo. No, he's all about value and a stupid chart. Okay, Nate, that's what Nate, he does. Thanks for the call, Nate. Good call. Thanks, thanks for the call. Appreciate I, I, that energy. Listen, he hasn't, just to piggyback off what Nate said, he hasn't earned the right, in my opinion, who? To Bill Belichick, to make this pick at this point. Based on some of the drafts he's had and what he did with Mac Jones, he has lost the right to me oh, so to be now, able to make this so pick. So now the so, failure of Mac Jones is squarely on Belichick's well, chest? You, you had this analogy about a marriage. If this was a marriage, Bill Belichick would have executed the equivalent of going and having sex with a neighbor who's some 68-year-old woman and had an affair. Or, or, I mean, it's you bad. You must know about the history of Raquel Welch bad, and people like KJ, that. It's bad. The marriage is in a bad, bad place. There's been a, many infractions over a long period of time. 
okay, affairs, lying, cheating, financial, you know, whatever. This is a bad place they're in, and it's over. Okay, yeah, it, but, they, but they the, have a the great drafted quarterback to... was what, what you find out was a very timid, unproducing, very non-affectionate person. I don't know to the game of football who couldn't who couldn't even think about this. You're going to tell me it's on Belichick when a quarterback in year three is still throwing off of his back foot to three guys in the frame? That's on that's on him. Look, if Belichick bypassed picking Mac Jones and didn't take a quarterback when they needed a quarterback and still went with Cam Newton, then, yeah, I would say, yeah, maybe we got a competency issue going on here. But you forget, he went and got the quarterback that allegedly San Francisco wanted. So Belichick, early in the draft, higher than the teens, right? Lower than the teens, I mean, got the quarterback for the future. That quarterback stunk it up. Look, now, if you want to say, well, what Patricia and Judge did and everything like that, I don't know if you noticed, but Patricia and Judge's results from last year are better than this year's results with the real coordinator. So at some point, it has to be on the player. Let's go to Paul in the car. I'm uh, Paul in Braintree. Paul, thanks for the call. You're on KJ and Don Darrow. Yeah, how are you? A couple things. First of all, I want clean break, too. If he goes, just get somebody in who's new. But in two weeks now, you've got Black Monday. So the first thing Bob Kraft needs to do is, for the, for the two weeks after that, is who's available and who wants to come here as a coach. Uh, coaches are going to get fired. Their staffs are going to get fired. People like Biannimi is going to be available. Uh, this guy we saw last night, also college coaches. So I think Bob's going to sit down first and say, who can I bring in who's going to do it the way I want to? I'm not so sure that this is etched in stone that Bill's gone. I think it's about 80%, but I'm not so sure yet. They might, Bob might sit down with him and say, okay, what are your plans for 2024? Doesn't like what he hears, he's gone. But if they do go, I want a clean break and a new philosophy. And remember, too, the draft is six or seven weeks after free agency. So Thank you. we don't know who the quarterback's going to be at draft time. So if they bring in a, a free agent in and pay him a lot of money, are they going to draft a guy in the first round? Have a good night, guys. Paul, right. thanks for the call. He, he brings up a great point, right? Like if there, because Bill may want to go get a guy that's the bridge, a better because that's why I think if there was a failure for Mac Jones, is that there wasn't a better bridge, especially when you see what Joe Flacco is out there running around doing right now. That Mac probably should have seen and what mistakes look like in an NFL game versus continuing to make those mistakes and then putting a franchise in in the peril that it's in right now. So again. Yeah, that that part of coaching, I can get with that. Like, you did not go get a true veteran to put out there first to get the reset to give Mac Jones more opportunities to see the game play out. Look with Patrick Mahomes. He sat for a whole year behind uh, Alex Smith before he got into the game. So you would probably think someone like Mac Jones probably needed to see how the game plays at the speed so that way he knows where to where to get your victories and where to take your L's. And and that that that, that falls on the player. I don't know what you're talking about with this whole... You know what I'm talking about. The quarterback failure is why we're really having this conversation about why Belichick needs to go. The quarterback has been horrible. He has been. But at the same time, the coach without Tom Brady has a pretty defined resume. And we know what he is. There aren't really a lot of questions surrounding what is Bill Belichick without Tom Brady. Do you believe that Bill Belichick, do you believe that Tom Brady wanted to stay in earnest? 
Do you believe that? That's the other thing, because you could say, I love you, I love you, but do you think he loved it back so much? No, he All wanted to years. leave. Yeah, okay, mean? so if he wanted to leave, then why is everybody saying, oh, well, Bill let him go? If the person wants to leave, they want to leave. All those years of restructured bonus. Belichick's a genius. He only paid Brady $50 million in salary over 20 years. So that's a genius in itself. And all that other money moved around, signing bonus, all these different things. Tom got sick of it, didn't want to go along with it anymore. That's not only Belichick. That's ownership and willing to do that. So, so I think some people need to get off the Tom Brady boob and say, oh, well, you know, he let Brady go. Tom wanted to go. He wanted to go, but a lot of the reason why he wanted to go was because he was fed up with Belichick, and Belichick didn't do enough. Did you have a problem with all the nickeling diamond that he was that was done to him over the years? Did you have a problem with it when they were winning and he was nickel diamond? Oh, he's a team player. What? See, that's what I'm saying. Money doesn't matter to him. It was good then. Yes, right? I, I mean when they didn't bring in when they traded Jimmy Garoppolo. You should have done whatever you needed to do to make sure that Tom Brady was the quarterback until the day he retired. And he didn't do that. He he pissed him off, and then he let him walk, and he let him go for really nothing. And then that just ended up in, in Cam Newton and beyond. And it's been bad ever since. So, yes, I'm going to throw some blame on Bill Belichick for letting that get to the point where Tom Brady went to another organization and not just won a Super Bowl, but turned them around in an instant and infected the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneer franchise with the Patriot way that the Patriots have been enjoying for 20 years. So, yes, I do blame Bill Belichick for allowing all of that to unfold, you know, right in front of our very eyes. I know it's painful. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ and Don in for Rich Keith. I, I just don't understand what this, this, this victory lap or whatever you're talking about is going to do for the Patriots moving Who said, forward. I'm not saying victory. This farewell lap. tour. How is I'm that going to help one the more team? year. Why? It's just going to be, why not? Because it's good. you could get the guy in here that could bring in the next quarterback. That could be a better you job. You could still that, bring in the next quarterback, you, but, but you, you don't could, have to stop from doing that. That's going to be more enticing. We just saw the Red Sox couldn't get anybody to be their GM. We want a situation that's the most enticing as possible to get the most qualified candidates interested. That's what that would do if you have a top three pick. That's why that says even more to me that it's time to move on. Let's go to Jack on, on Belichick. Jack, thanks so much for calling KJ and Dondero in for the Rich Keefe Show. Uh, thanks for calling WEEI. Yeah, the only way Belichick stays in Kraft's eyes is if Kraft is afraid of being exposed for this value system that's been set up. And if they're going to be really competitive and put the same money into the team that they put into the lighthouse and the scoreboard, Belichick has failed. He's over 70. He's not going to get better. He has no idea what an offensive player is to take in the draft. It's been a failure. He wants to coach like it's Navy, and we all saw that exciting game. That's his idea of exciting football. And the only way he leaves is if Kraft is ready to spend the money and get a real GM in here who wants exciting offensive weapons. Jack, was was Mac Jones a smart was he a smart draft pick? He was the best available at the time. We don't even know if Belichick was all in, but you talk about he should have sat back and watched the speed of the game. What speed of the game do you have in a real offensive line versus Cole Strange and Isaiah Wynn? There's a difference in speed. That's an unfair assessment. Jack, thanks for the call. Dave, Dave and Worm, let's go to Dave. Dave, thanks for calling KJ and Dondero. You're on WEEI. Hey, guys. Hi. I, there's no defending Mac, the quarterback, but they're so short on so many people. 
And one thing I forgot to mention to the call screener was when Skenecki, uh, is it Dante Skenecki? Yeah, Skenecki. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear about Dante. Yeah, go ahead. He, he was great. But but anyways, they're missing, they don't have enough um, quality players, period. So it's well, masking it? a lot of other weak guys. Well, you think that's because that's of free agents? Thank oh, you. Thanks for Dave. Uh, Dave, I mean, KJ, it's just, it's been long enough, man. It's been long enough. He's over 70. He's had missteps in the draft, missteps in free agency. The quarterback thing didn't work out. He drafted uh, Mac Jones fine. He looked good early. It eroded in front of our eyes. He brought in the coaching staff. A lot of it's on Mac Jones. Part of it's on Bill Belichick. I mean, if you're going to give Belichick some of the credit for developing Tom Brady, which a lot of people, even the people that admit it was more Brady than Belichick, they still say, well, Belichick and Brady were perfect Charlie fits. Weiss is in that mix, right? It Charlie was, it was a large, mix. in large part, it was Bill Belichick that developed Tom Brady. And even if you acknowledge that it was more Brady than Belichick, you still say, well, it was still Belichick that had a large influence on Brady early in his career that helped him get to where he ended up getting to. Mm. So you say the same thing about Mac Jones, okay? Bill, Bill Belichick had a large part, or at least a part, in his erosion or his whatever you want to call it, meltdown. Oh, and that's something that needs to be considered. It's just it's time to go a different direction. I, and I hate that it sounds like I'm hating on Bill Belichick. I, I hate that because I have the utmost respect for him. But it's just time. KJ and Don Darrow in for the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. we get to your text next here on WEEI. This is the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah. KJ and Don Darrow. Wow, 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 wow. There you go. Everybody goes to evil shows. W-E-E-I in for the Rich Keith Show, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. We'll get your texts in moments. Let's go to Jay and Peabody. Jay, what's up? Thanks for calling the show. Jay. Hmm? <laughs> what is Jay doing? I'm kind of scared He's to jogging. think. Oh, I, you better hope that's Yo, Jay. Drop Bye, Jay. Text line 37937. What you got, Nico? All right. On the text line here. Open your eyes. Eight losing seasons and only two winning seasons without Tom. That's our first texter there. I mean, listen, I, I'm. Wait, 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 Belichick's been the, the coach for only 10 years. Is that what we're, is that what we're saying? The, the bottom line is, KJ, he's had sufficient time since Tom Brady left. It hasn't worked. You know, he's had the the resources, he's gone out and spent, he's drafted a quarterback, he's done everything you can um, by the book to get this team back into playoff contention, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And he's made questionable coaching hires, he's made questionable decisions, the team is as bad as they've ever been, defensive, or not defensively, but from a discipline perspective. The offense, as we know, has been a joke for years, it's been 24 years, he's 72, like... It is just an avalanche you know, of you, reasons if why you it's were obs- Look, so I used to work with Matt Siegel. Matt Siegel Matty. was, yeah, Matt's a brilliant, brilliant mind. And I know, like, you're not going to tell me that the guy wasn't great in his last day. That, that, that's not the point. The point being is this. A, who else are you going to get that's going to get you back to where you think you're going to get to? And A, 1A is how long is that going to take? And two, I said it was going to take about five years. See, you when you have the greatest quarterback of all time, 
Things don't get turned around in three years. It does not happen. And here's the thing. The Patriots have never historically been so bad, like over the course of five or seven years, that you get a Joe Burrow or that you have a chance at a Josh Allen. They've never been that bad consistently to be able to say, okay, we have all these other stud pieces that we got, and because we still continue to be bad, we can now go get the quarterback and these guys can grow together. This has not been that franchise, so it's going to take a little longer than most people would want their feelings. This is not fix it in two years. Next one, Nico. Next texter. Bill Belichick is just as much to blame as Mac Jones is. Oh, gosh. How would you like homework? Oh, oh, please. How would You're you... gonna... Go ahead. How would you like to be the QB and never have your head coach publicly say Mac is the guy? How would you like to be the QB at Alabama, okay, and everybody sold you as this? Oh, man, look at all the yards he threw for. He he beat out Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young was coming out of high school in a COVID year. These These were the narratives. These were the narratives about the guy. And, Mark, what was I saying? Mac Jones just hadn't earned it yet. He hadn't gone through any type of adversity in his career. That's why Jalen Hurts has been able to see some success. Tua's been able to see some success. Mac Jones, it was just kind of like, okay, well, these guys are going, so is Tua Little's brother, so I'm now the quarterback in Alabama, and then become the, the become the starting quarterback of the Patriots. And then you have your adversity? Mm. Mac Jones, I don't know what coach you did. Uh, yeah. He was so bad this year. Uh, there is no way I can put all that on Bill Belichick. He was he, bad last year. He was year bad too. last year, but you didn't know what was going on with the coaching. I, I, I mean, okay. I'm just saying this year was completely inexcusable. And Bill O'Brien, you know, it hasn't worked out the way I thought it was going to work. I mean, I thought Mac Jones was going to push for all pro votes. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to have a banner year. Okay, and it All was the furthest milk in middle school. I, I don't know why it. I can't believe it was that bad. I, I still can't. That's because I'm not the fan base bought the Bill hype. Belichick. You guys bought the hype. Some of us, you know how they say like animals know when a tsunami's coming. I was one of those animals that knew that this bad tsunami was on its way. But if you're telling me that Bill Belichick's just going to be done after next year anyway, keeping him around one more year is asinine to me. If Why? he's just going to be done and you have a chance to move on with a top pick now that the new GM and that the new coach could use and you could lure them to New England with that type of draft capital. Yeah, this I is the time. Yeah, I, if you if Bob Kraft and his and his son don't know who they want to be the next head coach, cleaning out the – we both agree, you've got to clean out everything in terms of that coaching staff so that the new staff can come in fresh and feeling like they can make their own decisions – I don't know if you know that answer here over the next two or three weeks, and then into because what, what, when do you let go of Bill? Do you wait until after the season is over, and then some weeks have gone by? Is it after the playoffs? Is it after the Super Bowl? Because at some point you're going to have to get a whole staff of people in there to handle the draft, the scouting, and all these different things. So I think they're already in those modes, and that's part of the reason why I think Belichick is here for another year. Once calendar football years next year starts, which I think what is March. I think the, the first day, as Bill's going one way to do his job, the Crafts are on their other way going to go get the future for the franchise and letting that person know, whoever that final candidate is, Belichick will have no hands-on at all for the new guy coming in. I don't understand why it wouldn't be time now. I mean, if you're Because Robert that Kraft- feels good, right? Because in this world we're in right now, instant gratification, I want him gone now. But it's and not I'm- just that, KJ. It's the fact that you have a top pick that could be enticing for a guy to come here and want to work with you or with Robert Kraft or Jonathan Kraft or whomever. That's a big 
carrot to okay. have in your pocket. So let's say because here's a here's probably a direct connection. Let's say Eric Bien uh, Eric Bieniemy does not get the head coaching job for the Commanders. He's not gonna. He never gets. The okay. Job. Yeah. So, but he knows that he probably could develop Caleb Williams into another Patrick Mahomes. Do you bring in Eric Bieniemy to be the head coach of the Patriots and draft Caleb Williams? I would. Yeah. I, no, I, I know I would, but do you know how many people are saying, oh, God, no, I want Drake May. You, you want Mitch Trubisky all over again, and that's part of the problem. Well, You've got to move with the game, and that's where I do agree, where with Belichick, okay, maybe the game, like defensively, I don't think his mind slowed down. Offensively, I think it's one of those situations like you can't keep reaching into the same well expecting to get better results when you haven't seen it and you don't have better personnel. So you're going to have to kind of change your methodology and change the method of who, who who operates that. I think the whole Drake May versus Caleb Williams discussion is a separate conversation, um, and we can get into that later. You know, that, that's a separate conversation. I would definitely, though, I would definitely do Eric Bieniemy and or pick your quarterback and move on from Bill Belichick. Sign me up right now. Yes. But you'd have to wait for everything to unfold in Washington, right? And so you can't well, no, say. You, wouldn't. you could say we're moving on from Bill Belichick. Coach, would you be interested in New England? And he says, if I want this guy, and they say that's not who we target, he what? says, no, then what do you have? Like, you, you've ever heard you don't quit a job until you have another job, right? So you have to know that that is in the bank before you make this move, before you pull the lever. No, 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 on, no. I think that the Patriots oh, can so offer going out with, on a net. They can operate with the amount of conviction knowing it's over with Bill Belichick, no matter who ends up available. One more text, Nico. What you got? Look at what Mike Tomlin has done since Ben Roethlisberger left. No losing seasons with average QBs. I'm trying to piece together with the connection. They're saying that Tomlin hasn't bottomed out even though Roethlisberger left. Yeah, but they I mean, but the Pittsburgh Steelers are clearly a substandard team. Correct. Like if you right, if you're really thinking like, hey, what recovery looks like for the Patriots is just be a five hundred team, like there's no way. And plus you also have to look at that division. Look, I mean, Baltimore has been consistently good. Cleveland is now just starting to pop up from the ground. Cincinnati is only a couple years old in terms of being good. So you're talking about a division for many years that really was only a two-horse team between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. That hasn't been the case in the in, in the AFC since, let's just call it since Brady's been gone, right? Because who really competed with, with, with the Patriots during the dominant years in the division? Almost nobody. There might have been like a 1A, maybe the Jets popped their head up at one point in time. But nobody really was on that same level. But I, the mediocrity is not going to be the answer. But so, keep in mind, too, you're not talking about with Mike Tomlin – um, a coach that a lot of people dubbed as the GOAT, okay? Right. And fair or not, that bar is a lot higher, so it's a lot farther of a fall for a guy like Bill Belichick. And now when you get to the depths of three, four wins in a year and you have the fiascos that we've experienced over the last few years, Mac Jones looks good, Mac Jones sucks. Uh, coordinators come in, the offense looks terrible. Um, different things in different games. The Bears game last year. And, you know, whether you like it or not, the fact is, that cantankerous attitude with the media is also something that has worn on people. All those factors, and then you you know you chime in with the top pick potentially, mean to me that hey, it's just his age. It's reached the end of the line. You know what this reminds me a little bit of, and it's cross sports. Is Greg Popovich in the NBA? Right, like he's he's been the head coach of of teams that have. I mean, look, they've only won like what six games this year so far. San Antonio. Why doesn't Popovich get the heat that Belichick gets? 
Well, Same there you thing. go. Maybe there's a relationship that goes on with management and recognizing that you've won them championships, you've brought them from some form of abyss, and that we respect you more than just what people are screaming for the job title is. I'm just saying. Okay. I just say. I disagree, that. but okay. KJ and Don Darrow, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. We're in for the Rich Keefe Show, second hour next, here on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out.